Hello and welcome. My name is Edward Reeb, and I am currently speaking to you on the 4th of March of 2023, introducing a podcast, the first episode of which uh, I believe was Christmas Eve or thereabouts of 2021. Um, there was a, a, an introduction that I recorded, I think, in March of 2022. However, uh, I thought I'd re-record it because the Buddhist Books podcast has become kind of, you know, it's it's grown and it's changed and evolved over time. So I just kind of want to give you a rundown from my perspective today of what you can expect, how you can approach the podcast. Um, basically, briefly to introduce myself, um, I was raised uh, by a father who was deeply, um, you know, working within Vajrayana Buddhism as I was growing up. And as a result, I performed certain chants and meditations in the morning and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of felt like I had that identity. I would call myself Tibetan Buddhist, but then my dad died when I was uh, 15 years old and someone said, oh, Tibetan Buddhism, so you like the Dalai Lama, and I had no idea who that was. So, yeah, you can kind of imagine that it was not standard, you know, I'm Tibetan Buddhist, which means I go see the Dalai Lama speak. It was much more of a, he had a guru that he was working with and this kind of thing. And so, long story short, um, later I, uh, I, I, I had some teachers and close friends that had a love of Zen Buddhism. And uh, so I, I read through Dogen's Shobogenzo and uh, was sitting Zazen for a while. I actually took up a yoga practice specifically so that I could sit in lotus position because in the 1200s, Dogen, who brought Chan to Japan and, and called it Zen, uh, was stu you know such a stickler about or that lineage that he came from you know uh, said that you should sit in lotus position and so who can sit in lotus position right um, so I, I did enough yoga that finally I could sit in lotus position that's enough of an introduction uh, you know there's if you listen to this podcast here and there I tell personal stories about my background and my past and so uh, I'll I'll just leave it at that. Um, long story short, um, I was born in 1978, and later in life, <laughs> not to say that I'm in my twilight years, but uh, when I was 39, I had an opportunity to kind of abandon my life and uh, just spend an indefinite amount of time, you know, in uh, in Asia, and I did, and uh, so. My goal was to go on a sort of Buddhist pilgrimage. So I, of course, started in Lumbini, which is in Nepal. And uh, so I, I lived there for a while, and I went to Bhutan. And then, of course, the other three major Buddhist pilgrimage sites are in India. So I came to India. And then I met the lovely Priyal, and uh, that was unexpected. And then after a year, we got married. and. We just celebrated our four-year wedding anniversary. So what I've been doing for the past couple of years is rather than 
because I have a, 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 an insatiable curiosity and a love of Buddhism and Lord Buddha and his teachings, as well as the different forms and manifestations of, uh, of Buddhism, Mahayana, Zen, Vajrayana, and uh, Shingon, the Japanese Vajrayana, and you know many others. Um, so I started collecting a lot of Buddhist books, but I was less interested in what like Larry had to say in the 70s than I was in you know the source texts. Um, I'm sure there's all kinds of wonderful, wonderful things, as well as terrible things. I should point out there's nightmare scenarios a person can get involved with uh, with Buddhist cults in the past 50, 60 years, probably longer. Uh, but I would say that they're the exception and not the rule. A person can, you know, go to Catholic mass every Sunday for their whole life and not get molested once, for instance. Um, but uh, yeah, so aside from all that, and perhaps because of all that, I wanted to get back to the source texts and uh, kind of get, get, you know, to be able to, to, to speak or, or think about these ideas and these teachings from the standpoint of one who's studied the source texts as opposed to just listened to 15 hours of Alan Watts lectures. Um, you know, and, and Dogen is wonderful. I think he's a, he's a good vessel for the teachings and, uh, and that he was a big inspiration for me as well. Uh, so yeah, what ended up happening was I got a whole bunch of books and uh, this included Theravada in the form of the tiny little book um, called Dhammapada and uh, it's sort of the one that a lot of people have, especially people inclined toward Buddhism, will have a copy of Dhammapada. Um, and then I had <clears throat> some Mahayana sutras and, and Vajrayana books, and I thought that that would be enough to go on. So uh, if you continue, if you should choose to take on this mission, if you should choose to continue and listen on beyond this introductory episode, you will hear me begin with Dhammapada for six episodes, and uh, then we're done with Dhammapada. And I thought, okay, that was Theravada, let's move on to Mahayana. And I started reading the Lotus Sutra, but I, I really got the sense that I was missing a lot. Um, and I kind of didn't, I mean, and I'm, I'm gonna come back to the Lotus Sutra eventually with a different perspective, but the perspective that I had when I started reading it, which again, if you listen to this podcast, the beginning of it, um, the you know seventh, through 20th episode, for instance, um, you will hear the process I go through uh, reading the Lotus Sutra where I, uh, I mean, I know now that a lot of Buddhist tradition, Mahayana, Vajrayana, and beyond is kind of like based on the, the habit of people writing stories about Lord Buddha, Siddhartha Gautama, the historical man, and things he did and said, which I will just go ahead and say he didn't. Um, one, you know, might say that they had a dream, or, or it was revealed to them, or they had a vision, or they had a past life memory in which they definitely recalled that Siddhartha Gautama introduced them to the Vajrayana wealth goddess, 
or whatever it was. Um, but, you know, coming from a bit of a skeptical point of view on one hand, but uh, a lover and admirer of these later manifestations and unfoldings of different forms of Buddhism on the other, it's sort of an odd tightrope to walk, to, to be able to honestly reflect and say, oh, okay, well, this is horseshit. Uh, and also beautiful. There's beauty in it and wisdom. And I can understand where the author was coming from in making up this horse shit. You know, so it's, 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 hard. it's a, a fine line to walk. And uh, perhaps by now you've already determined whether this is the podcast that you're looking for or if you want to move on and find a different one. But what, what the good thing about this podcast is that you will hear the source texts. You won't just hear me saying, no, you know, basically, Buddhism is like this. You will hear the English translation of the source text. So what ended up happening was when I was reading the Lotus Sutra, I was, you know, part of what it was saying was, you know, ignore everything, basically ignore everything that, you know, the Buddha comes out in this big grand display and says, ignore everything that I've said up until now. Forget everything. Let's just start over. We'll call it Mahayana. And so that made me feel like I was missing a lot. And I wanted to know what all this stuff was that I should forget about now. So I went ahead and invested in the entire Pali Canon, translated into English courtesy of the Pali Text Society. And uh, then in around episode, oh, I don't know what it was. We went in a, a, in a Jainism detour for about 25 episodes of Buddhist Books Podcast. Uh, it's, all, it's all Jain sutras uh, because, you know, Mahavir and Lord Buddha were contemporaries and Jainism was uh, something that was around before Buddhism. And I thought that it was quite possible that uh, it influenced the development of Buddhism at the very least. And so I wanted to do, you know, a brief little deep dive into Jainism. So there's 25 episodes of that. But then eventually, somewhere around, I don't know, episode 45 or 50 of Buddhist Books Podcast, then we begin at the beginning of the Tibitaka, which is Pali for Tripitaka, which is Sanskrit for three baskets, and it refers to the original teachings of Buddhism. So these are, uh, the, the first basket is the Vinaya Pitaka, so it's mostly rules. So in pretty much any case, even if you were going to study Buddhism, even if, you know, you sat down and said, you know, I want to learn Buddhism, then someone might hand you like a little tiny thin cliff notes so you can get the gist of the Vinaya Pitaka because, you know, it's just for monks and nuns and it's a lot of really specific rules and don't worry about it too much and then we'll move on to the second basket. I'm doing the opposite of that. So if what you're looking for is to hear every word of the oldest of the scriptures translated into English and also sometimes my commentary and personal stories, then you've come to the right place. Um, yeah, so we're up to about episode 160 now, and we're going to keep going uh, indefinitely. I mean, you know, people don't live forever, so surely it will end at some point. But I've got a lot of books, and uh, we're moving very gradually through them. Um, every 10 episodes these days, 
I will jump ahead about, you know, 2,000 years or so from pre-sectarian early Buddhism to like post Padmasambhava Tibetan Vajrayana. And uh, so we've been reading one canto at a time of the 108 uh, every 10 episodes. So if you're doing the math, that'll take 1,080 episodes of this podcast to get through the uh, life and liberation of Padmasambhava. While in the other nine episodes, does that make sense? So episode 120, 130, 140, those are cantos or chapters of life and liberation of Padmasambhava. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, and 29, the numbers that don't end with zero, are uh, the rules these days. That will change in about a year or so. We'll finally move on. Um, I don't know if it'll take a year, maybe a little longer, to finish the Vinaya Pitaka and move on to the uh, teachings of pre-sectarian early Buddhism. So we'll be in like original OG Buddhism for at least a few years before we start to move on into Mahayana. That said, every once in a while, there'll be a special episode um, where, you know, it'll be dedicated to something Dogen wrote in the 1200s in Japan or uh, dedicated to, you know, a certain monk from China in the sixth century common era uh, in Mahayana. Um, but for the most part, that's the formula that's happening up in the, up in the hundreds. Um, but if you want to work your way up there gradually, then, you know, you're free to do that. And uh, I hope you enjoy Buddhist Books Podcast. Um, I'll go ahead and close this introduction with a prayer that will become very familiar to you if you continue listening. It's the prayer that uh, when my dad and I would do our morning meditations as I was growing up, it would conclude the meditations. It goes like this to the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Hope you enjoy the podcast.